trying to figure out what we were going to talk about this week and as we kind of hash it out in the group chat the truth of the i just had to be honest and the truth of the matter is is that i am not overly excited about any particular there are some new artists that i'm excited about sure but there's nothing coming out right now musically that is really giving me anything to hold on to considering everything that's going on right now. And that's not to say that all the music that we listen to has to be downtrodden and sad because 2020 is completely downtrodden and sad. But, you know, there's just nothing that I'm interested in. I don't really, I'm not really feeling anything in particular that's out right now. But I say all that to say that there's still plenty of songs that have come out that speak to exactly what I'm personally feeling right now. And I'm sure everybody has their own set of songs or or songs that they're listening to right now that kind of give them what they need to go through the day, whatever that is. So in lieu of having an actual topic to discuss, I just propose that we each pick three or five songs. We basically put together our own little EP. We name it. And then we basically just talk about why we pick these songs, uh, how these songs relate to how we're feeling right now in this moment. And, you know, everything that goes along with that. So, with that said, um, that's what you'll be hearing today on the Something to Say podcast. I came up with this idea out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever, other than the fact <laughs> that I had nothing on the, on the list of stuff that we had. There was nothing that felt pressing or urgent or more important than anything else that's going on right now. And it would feel disingenuous to get on here and talk about something that doesn't really touch what's happening right now so i just figured this was an easy way for us to kind of talk to the audience talk to each other kind of talk about how we feel and use this music as a way to get that off yeah um i, I mean let me just say from the jump that this was pretty nostalgic i think a playlist right now and the way that I think these streaming services treat playlists is something that's very impersonal. But something about this particular exercise, I felt like I got a window into everybody's minds as of right now. And it just reminded me of when, I don't know, you used to make playlists for each other, you used to make mixtapes for each other, do that little exchange. Almost like a like a like a pen pal situation. I don't even know. Yeah. Anyway. No, I, no, I think there is a certain level of like, here is a letter that I'm writing you to this exercise that because we're taking it upon ourselves to use it as an expression as opposed to, you know, writing it down or, or saying it, it, it kind of has that level of here's what I'm thinking. Here's where my head is at. Yeah, I definitely see it as, as the same. Just thinking about it, especially when you bring it to self like what are your five songs that really capture how you feel right now and also having to make a title for it too you know i think that that was a nice touch of really bringing it to a personal level you know how do you articulate where you are right now through song i think there's something very very cool about that process yeah, it's kind of like being back in high school when you had to do five paragraph essays. <laughs> it's like you need a thesis statement and you need an introduction <laughs> and a conclusion and your body needs to make these points. So that's kind of how I felt to your point about nostalgia that it kind of made me feel that 17 year old in like junior high or uh, junior uh, junior year English in high school, like figuring out what the hell I want to say about Don Quixote or whatever the fuck. So, but like, this was homework that we actually liked. Let's this is homework that, that I actually <laughs> wanted to do that I was <laughs> ready to turn in and, and talk about. So I know that we all have, um, we all pick five songs. We all have them titled. Uh, I'm just going to explain my title, the five songs, 
and we can interject wherever we feel like interjecting. You know, it doesn't have to be anything long and drawn out, but I will explain the songs and the levels that I see in them and everything else. So my project is called America the Usual. America with three Ks. That is America, America the Usual. A T-H-A the too. Let's be clear about what we're doing here. (laughs) You keep it it super hip hop. (laughs) To your point about nostalgia, that was like, that's my shout out to the dog pound. Like T-H-A, we don't don't have a lot of T-H-A's in, in, in rap anymore. So THA, that was my that was my shout out to the dog pound. And America is obviously, you know, the America with the three K's is something that Ice Cube kind of um kind of made popular uh with, with his album title. Then America the Usual as a whole was more or less just a play off America the Beautiful. But you know, I guess beauty is is not uh beauty is definitely not at the forefront of what America is right now. It's very, it's very, uh, the things that are going on in America are typical and cliche and, and par for the course for this country. So that is why it's called America the Usual. It's what I expected from you, Ja. It was pack punch, but it was also punny as hell. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. A little, a little balance, a little balance. That's all. A little, a little dad joke, a little, a little hard hitting truth telling. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I like to get down. So yeah, sure. uh, these are in order, by the way. I don't know if everyone else's is playlist is in order, but mine is in oh, the very... Yeah. Sp- okay, yeah. I, I can tell by yours, Christina, that yours... I listened really? To her, I was like, oh, yeah. We're going to talk about yours when we get to it because yours is okay. the whole thing. But, um, so yeah. So the first song on my playlist is uh, Doing My Job by T.I. Um, it is from his album, Trap Music. Um, it's the first song just anecdotally that uh kanye west produced for ti and kanye west we we so the parameters for this were pick five songs and pick five southern artists or at least you know have some type of southern influence to it so obviously ti is from atlanta kanye was born in atlanta so it, it kind of worked for me um musically i picked it because it sounds you know it's kanye and this was what 2006 when did trap music come out? Oh was man, it, was it six or seven? Hold on, I'm just nah. I'm, moving as I'm talking. No, oh, three. Was, no, three, it's three. Damn, three. three. Yeah, yeah, three. Okay, right. This is Kanye in 2003. So you know, it's the full-on sample. The sample is bright. It's chipper. It's sped up. It feels uplifting and positive. And that's kind of what America gives you, right? America gives you this veneer of things are nice here. Come live here. This is a great place to be. Freedom, opportunity. You know. Uh, um, you can make as much money as you want to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, look, from when the moon came out till the sun came up, I was supplying the J's with what they flame up. My mama's passing by trying to explain us. Then the bushes like they never house trained us, but try to understand, that's how we came up. You get to know us, your lovers, but you can't change us. Now, really, we'd rather be rich and famous, but in the meantime, we forced to slain us. So, musically, that was to me a good place to start for an intro type of situation. Like, you're coming into this situation, this is the you press play, the first thing you hear is, you know, strings and tambourines and everything is feeling like this is a good time and everything is warm and fuzzy but doing my job is really a song that to me is probably one of ti's most poignant songs because he's essentially asking america to understand him and people like him um he's asking he he's uh um not begging, but he's trying to explain himself. He's trying to explain where he comes from and why he is the way he is. And, you know, the situations that have created the thing, the reason that he is the way he is. Um, specifically, the second verse of, of this song, to me, really touched the button because he starts off saying, um, well, how did it starts off with... Um, so open open your eyes can help um try to think about somebody besides yourself so the on the uh the third verse he says um if you to see what i'm saying open eyes will help if you could think about somebody besides yourself while you point fingers at me analyze yourself quit all that chastise and try to provide some help 
Instead of calling the law and busting my balls, with all due respect, won't even be fucking with y'all. Like, and that is pretty much like in a couple of bars, that is the essence of what Black Lives Matter is, right? Like, we matter too. We are not out here causing any trouble. Like, we're just people who are just trying to work and kind of do their thing. And just this society that you built is constantly telling black people that they are inferior or less than or unable to or incapable of or inept or you know, whatever it is when there's a million different ways that the society could be aiding uh black people minorities anybody who is being um you know oppressed or or held back by the the systems that we live in and you know and the fact that he said with all due respect like he's he's acknowledging that we live in this fucked up place but he's still really trying to like plead his case in the most positive non-aggressive like this song isn't about like fuck you we kill all you crackers this song is about like Please understand what we're talking about here. There's like an air of diplomacy in there. It's very diplomatic. It's very diplomatic the way he approached it. So that was that was why I chose that particular song to start first. Um, now, the second song that I picked is called Rooted uh, by Scarface. Scarface is from Houston, Texas. And uh, Rooted is the title track off of Scarface. I think it's his most recent album. I don't think he's put out a body of work since then. I could be wrong about that. So forgive me if I am. But the album is called Rooted. And this is the second. This is the first song on the album. This is the second track on his album. It is also the second track on my album. On my EP. You win some, you lose some. Life in a nutshell. Free all my niggas on lockdown. Fuck jail. I've seen enough hell to never wanna live there. Tattooed teardrops sitting in the wheelchair. Kids on the streets doing bad. Mama moved out. Dope man pushing on the corner where the schoolhouse sits. This is bullshit. This can't be life. I can't blame it on the hood cause it gave me life. And this I picked rooted because we're now from doing my job which is kind of light and airy and like you said diplomatic and it feels positive which is part of what you know america wants you to believe in rooted gets right to the mud it gets right to the bottom of where we're at and it's and you see that now we're in the dirt and it's not really all of that pristine blue skies and apple pie that you smelled up there at twenty thousand feet isn't what's actually going on on the ground and if you're rooted you are walking the streets, you are in the communities, you are in these places and you see, um, you know, exactly what's really going on down here. And none of that is anything close to reminiscent to what a lot of people in this country or a lot of systems in this country would have you believe is going on. This is more of a, a, a truth, a truth serum, if you will. It's kind of like being a get out where if doing my job is like, Having the nice glass of a nice cup of like warm tea rooted is when you like sink and you really start to fall into that <sighs> that sunken place to where it's like, oh shit, it's not it's not sweet anymore. Like these people aren't what we thought they were. These people aren't, you know, good people. These aren't the type of people who are gonna uplift you or or make sure that you're good. These people are actually trying to trap you. They're actually trying to take advantage of you. They're actually trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, 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 for sure, for sure. No, I just think it's um, it's poignant, poignant that um, Scarface still sounds as outraged um, oh, that man. there's still like this righteous fury because yeah, Deeply Rooted came out in 2015, I want to say. Mm-hmm. You know, he is like 20 plus years into his career and he still sounds just as pissed by all the forces that are out of his control and have dictated his life as he knows it. Yeah, he has stamina for his disgust with America. Like he hasn't been, he hasn't been won over by anything that has taken place. He hasn't been. His outlook isn't any different. He still feels the exact same way he felt in 1988. Seriously, though. So that is uh, that is rooted. Now we get to the third song, which is the middle song, and I always think that the middle of any project is kind of where you're gonna get the sweet spot, right? You should get to me in the middle of a project, you should get a run of like two or three songs in a row at least that you don't have to skip. Like these are like the these are the ones right here. Like usually track 
five, six, seven, six, seven, eight is like where you really get into something great with whatever this body of work is. And obviously we only have five songs, so there's only one middle. And my one middle, now that we've had doing my job and that we've had rooted, it is a song by the artist named Q. Uh, he was from Atlanta, and the song is called OG Bobby Johnson. Now, OG Bobby Johnson is in my pantheon of songs that are just pure violence in rap music. This is one of those songs. Now, it might not be the biggest song in the world. It might not even be a song that everyone knows, honestly, as I was putting it on the list i was wondering to myself if you're in atlanta you know the song if you're in the southeast you probably know the song i don't know how far og bobby johnson got in the diaspora of hip-hop i don't know if every city <laughs> and every state and every you know region got to experience this record i know it went viral um six seven eight years ago because there was a kid dancing on at the time i think it was a twitter video maybe it was a facebook video but there's a kid in a dance like in a dance competition in the high school gym and he's crumping to og bobby johnson this kid is probably <laughs> i'm gonna be generous and call him nine he might be seven <laughs> but he was killing this dance whole high school gym went crazy and it's like it's a wow. goose bumpy type video so like if you listen to this youtube q og bobby johnson dance competition or kid dances to og bobby johnson whatever it is you'll guaranteed get goosebumps it'll guaranteed put a smile on your face but i picked this song because it does not put a smile on my face i picked this song because <laughs> when i have when i'm in a dark mood when i'm in a place that feels angry or that's just you know, when I've just had enough and all I want to do is just think bad thoughts, like this is the type of song that you can think your bad thoughts to and be mm. in the company of someone else who is thinking bad thoughts because Q shoots a lot of people in this song. <laughs> Q has a lot of guns in this song. Q he, Q carries on some very, very, very uh, aggressive, violent activities in this record. And like, it makes you want to drive 200 miles an hour. I get everything I need out of this song just from yeah. visceral emotions. You know what's crazy? Like, I've always only heard this song in public, or I've only heard this song blaring from speakers specifically. So I never listened to it through headphones until literally today. But of course, for me, it was like a total throwback i remember when all you heard was og bobby johnson but like something about the background vocals and the production and q's voice it's like itchy i don't yeah. i don't know if there's any other way to describe it but it's just like it like gets under your skin a little bit mm -hmm. but it's, you're still saying really, like oh yeah yeah no it's like it's like uh it's barbed or it's like like uh serrated and it's like digging into you and yeah. the, 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 the drums and the hi-hats and everything is going crazy. To me, it's like a perfect rap song almost. Like from his delivery to the beat to the drops to like all the tricks and noise candy, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. This one brought so, me yeah. back for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. This one, this one is definitely a, a throwback. And now after... So, okay, so we have OG Bobby Johnson, which kind of allows me to delve into that side of it, right? The the visceral side of, like, fuck this shit, goddamn this shit. I'm ready to go outside and do something. And then from that, we get to uh, YNW Melly, Murder On My Mind. And with Murder On My Mind, this song plays several ways in this context. Coming off of Bobby Johnson, it's still kind of keeping with that theme of, like, feeling a type of way, feeling aggressive, feeling like something has to be done, like you need to enact. Um, it's almost like a, it's almost like revenge porn. It's like, I, I, I'm going to carry these things out via this song and I'm going to feel this way via this song. And with Murder On My Mind, even though it still has you in that place, the song Murder On My Mind is more of a reality check where if you are feeling like you want to do something, if you are feeling like you want to exact revenge, if you are feeling like I just want to go on the street and do something crazy, Murder on My Mind reminds you what that actually means. Like, do you actually know what it means to shoot somebody? Do you know what it means to have a dying person laying in your arms telling you that they don't want to die, that they're scared, they're bleeding to death, and you're sitting there telling them, 
no, that's not going to happen. Like, you're going to die now because, you know, this is what it is. I didn't, you know, I think even in the song he says, you know, I didn't want to do it. He just caught me by surprise. And right. it's like, you know, so there's the side of it that could be you, the person who is looking, feeling a type of way and feeling aggressive, feeling violent. It could also be read as if YNW, if you picture YNW Melly being a cop, and he's talking to a black kid that he just shot. The song plays, it might play the exact same way from a cop's standpoint. Oh, that's interesting. If you're not the gangster, if you're not the guy in the street doing whatever, if you're the police officer, you might be looking at it. You might, there are cops out there who are clearly cops who have this mentality of there's murder on their mind. You know there's cops out there who are clearly based off the, all the evidence that we have that there's a lot of cops out there who are more than ready to shoot, more than willing to shoot. And it doesn't really take much to set them off. Their mind is already there. They just need somebody to do it to. And it could be you. It could be your uncle. It could be your auntie, your cousin, your daughter. It doesn't matter. There's a person out there who wants to do something and they might do it. And in the same way that Melly shoots this kid and holds him, it's the same way I just watched the video of cops in, I forget what city it is, but the cops just shot this guy outside a shopping mall. And in the video that the, I think it's in Florida somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. And in the video, they, cops shoot this kid in the parking lot, in the mall of a parking lot. He was armed. And as soon as they shoot him, they run to him, grab him, and begin to give him first aid after they shot him. And the guy is clearly bleeding out. And, you know, the cops are holding him in the same way where it feels like YNW Melly is holding the guy in his song. Oh, and they're trying to render first aid until the paramedics get there, whatever the case is. Now, in the song, the guy dies. And in this particular situation with the cops, the guy dies, even with the aid, even with the coming to his, you know, coming to try to relieve him after they've shot him. The fact of the matter is you're probably still going to die because these cops just shot the shit out of you so this particular song is haunting as it is but to me when you look at it from if you play both sides of it if you listen to the song as the ynw melly character and then if you play the song again and think of that same character as a police officer it's crazy so that's that part hold on let me interject real fast mm -hmm. coming off of og bobby johnson Tonally, Murder on My Mind is a completely different record. Very different. Like the pace changes of your of your EP when you get to this melodic record. And hearing a song in the context of your EP, I had to realize like how somber it is to have murder on your mind. Like I think there's an aggression that comes with wanting to, to do an act of violence. But then there's something very sad knowing that you got pushed to that point, that you have arrived at the point where the only thing that you see before you is the demise of somebody else. Yep. That's heavy. It's, it's super heavy. It's super, super heavy. And so I thought that and, and, and to your point, yeah, that was the other part of it, too, is that um, the musically it it brings it down a level from you, you being hyped up the OG Bobby Johnson. And now you have to sit back and really think about what it is you're talking about doing to somebody, how it's going to affect you, how it's going to affect that person, how it's going to affect people that you've never even seen before, because this is what's on your mind. You're in a, you're in a, a bad place. You're in a real bad place when you get to this, mm -hmm. to this point in the, in the, in the record. And the last song coming from Murder on My Mind is Liberation by Outkast featuring CeeLo and the Goody Mob. Um, and uh, Big Rude, by the way. And Erica Badu. And oh, yeah. Jesus you got Christ. Joy in there. Joy is on there. Um, who else is on there? I feel like the only person from the Dungeon family that didn't touch this record is Killer Mike. <laughs> like it feels it's produced like, by Organized Noise. It's produced too, by Organized so Noise. And Sleepy, oh, Sleepy isn't on there, is he? Is Sleepy on there? I don't think Sleepy's on there. Maybe he's in the background so. somewhere. I, did, I didn't hear Sleepy forward 
in, maybe in, he's in harmonizing. Maybe knows? he's harmonizing with CeeLo. Maybe he's underneath CeeLo's vocals somewhere. Who knows? But <laughs> I feel like the whole Dungeon family is is on this record. And Liberation, you know, is basically just the, despite all the anger, despite the the rage you might have, despite the, you know, the, the trying to be diplomatic, um, even if you want to call it respectability, you, you, you know, you tried all of these methods. And ultimately, all you're really trying to get to is just a place where you can just be fucking free. Where you don't have to concern yourself with these with these things. You don't have to worry about your safety. You don't have to worry about your loved one's safety. You don't have to worry if you'll be able to just go through your day without running into a Karen or a Cody or like any of these people who stand in our way who make our lives more difficult, make our lives more dangerous. If you're just trying to get to a place where you can just Live your life and do it in a way that doesn't infringe on anybody else and nobody else infringes upon you. And, you know, that's really the the bottom line. That's why I picked it as the last song, because really all these other things are just that's the that's the end game. This is the, the, the goal that we're trying to achieve is just to get liberated from all of this BS. And that's the end of the project. Oh, my God. Well. I mean, I may have called it gun range energy, but the come down is what's the most gutting part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? Because I think we've all kind of, or not all of us have felt it at some point, but there is something very um, relatable to how you sort of like physically deflate. And especially in this time when you're talking about these basic human needs or like the stuff that they talk about in liberation or even the stuff that comes at the beginning with doing my job. Like our needs and wants are so simple. It seems very, very simple, but the fact that you have to like undergo all this violence to just like fight for your place. Um, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It, 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 this, this whole thing should be a lot easier and a lot more simple than it is. And I'll just end with this. I had a conversation with a friend of mine last week and we were talking about everything going on. And I told him, I don't know if 2020 is like the quote unquote end of days. You know, I don't know if this is revelation or whatever, you know, the Bible says is the end of society. But what I can say is that it does feel like God is looking down on all of us as humanity and saying, I can definitely make a better product than this. <laughs> I can definitely yeah. do a 2.0 that is way better than these people who are walking the earth right now because clearly they don't appreciate, they don't uh they don't cherish one another, they don't care about one another and these things are just getting worse and worse it seems every week. So let me just go ahead and control all delete and put in a new operating system and let's just start this thing all over again. It's a Swedish death clean, but for the entire world. Just like there that. you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Very zen. Very, yes. very zen. Yeah, so that is America the usual. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I appreciate that. You want to go next, Christina? <sighs> sure. Sure. Um, I guess in thinking about my EP, the title came last for me, in case that wasn't abundantly clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it was pretty clear. Um, so there, there's a couple of titles that I thought of for this. Um, the first came from scrolling, scrolling through Twitter, and it goes, Sean King can go fuck himself. It doesn't really matter what he did this time, but what remains consistent about Sean King is that the world is full of Sean Kings. The world is full of Sean Kings and it's like people who will take advantage of the most vulnerable for their own personal gain. And his latest infomercial or pledge drive or whatever just so happens to be for a book called Make Change. But when I saw that he emailed his supporters opening with something about Chadwick Boseman's death and then was like, oh, and by the way, buy my book. I was like, fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck, fuck, you. fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And I understand that. I mean, listen, 
there's been a lot of people that have done the good work to smear his name, boss of being among them for sure. But I just wanted to say it plain. So that was one mood. The other mood I had was ramen saved a nation, but will it save me? Uh, <laughs> and- now that one, now the Sean King one is good because the Sean King one is just, it is what it is. But this one right here is what I'm about. <laughs> I mean, listen, if, if you ever come to our house, you will see that we, Mike and I always have instant ramen on hand. And for those who don't know, ramen is an invention of post-World War II Japan. Japan is coming out from this war with hungry, like, their whole nation is starving. There's a food shortage. And so here's this invention. And, you know, it's something that Mike and I turn to for personal emergency. But honestly, this 2020 in particular has felt like some emergency in particular. So it felt very email, but I decided to go with it because y'all are my friends. And <laughs> <laughs> you guys know this about me by now. <laughs> um, I would say that uh, I just want to run through the track list and then kind of just explain my whole MO. Um, so the way that it starts is with uh, DJ Screw and Al D, No Way Out, mm-hmm. um, Solange yeah, and Lil Wayne, but... Mad, um, Open Mike Eagle and Carrie Foes, Bukarati, which I just learned is a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure character. Um, very appropriate, actually, for quarantine, because Mike and I are just starting to watch that show. <laughs> um, Acoustic Levitation by Devin the Dude, and then all of a sudden by Lil Baby and Moneybag Yo. Um, when I think about 2020, I'm thinking about all the ways that I am trying to keep above water and keep my composure and sort of contain my anger and frustration and then how that feels constantly threatened by the world trying to fuck itself up by all the sean kings in the world not to mention but also the donald trump's there isn't really like a rap song that speaks to um how he's called coronavirus like kung flu or whatever um but i think personally 2020 has been about trying to learn how to meditate and then looking outside and being like, this world is really fucked up. And what I learned in the process is that meditation isn't about the absence of thought or anything, as a lot of people are inclined to uh, think. It's mostly about coming to terms with your emotions in that present moment. So when I was thinking about this playlist, I was thinking about those particular exercises, but also just like the the anger and how that feels justified in my mind because of what I see. So like with No Way Out. I was like, I'm late to GDA Screw, to be honest with you. Like, I only revisited three in the morning because this summer I was working on an NPR project with Brianna Younger under her great leadership, trying to define the Southern Rat Cannon for this whole thing called the South Gossam to say. And so, but I turned to this album, but it just so happened to be um, at the time when the Wendy's had burned down and driving Mm. past that. And seeing that site as the song was coming on in my car was just like really uh, pointed for me because it just kind of went to show me that this shit has been going on. It's basically what you were saying, Ja, with America the usual, which is that history has been prone to repeating itself and we've been seeing the symptoms for so long that shit has been broken and nobody's tried to fix it. Uh, so for me, that's what that song really represents. Um, Mad by Solange and Lil Wayne. I guess, first of all, Solange's albums in particular really speak to this idea of trying to keep composure, but then also like sort of like squaring with the with the righteous anger that lies within, like trying to tell yourself that like, I don't know, um, that you have a right to be angry 
You know what I mean? And then Lil Wayne just kind of comes in with this confessional. And Yo and I were talking before we started recording about, I didn't, we were just wondering like how in the world Solange got this verse out of Wayne. Um, and that just felt like a feat in of itself. But that's what comes to mind for me when I think of Matt. I just think about, I don't know, like, it's not polite to be angry, but at the same time, it's like, there's so many worldly forces coming at you that sometimes you feel like you have no choice. Um, yeah, and listening to that, so I hadn't listened to that song in a long time. And so hearing it again felt good. But I admittedly thought the same thing that you guys thought. Like, how the hell did she get Wayne? Because first off, just hearing that song, I think it's genius that she even got Wayne on it. Because I would have even thought, oh, this song should be a, fe- a feature of Little Wayne. Like, I never would have thought that. So to think that in the first place is genius. But so to put him in that situation, like, Wayne, this is what the situation is. What do you do? And then Wayne says all the shit he says. And I'm just like, wow, this is really a perfect song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think my theory, I mean, one day, you know, as we were talking about, yo, you're going to interview Solange and mm-hmm. you're going to ask her about the mm-hmm. line of questioning. But I think the takeaway from all that is that however she did it, Solange opened up this space for Lil Wayne and made him feel like she was there to listen for maybe for whatever reason when he's doing his own solo records he feels like there's a certain expectation that he has to perform in a certain way Mm -hmm. um but regardless of how you know solange might have prompted him or maybe she didn't prompt it at all for whatever reason lil wayne felt open enough to where he could confess basically and that Mm -hmm. and that's i think really beautiful Two verses too. I think that's the wild thing. Two it's not verses. Like, it's not right. that, first, that first verse is good, but that second verse just talking about him walking through the bank and having all of this weight on his back. You know, I don't think I ever imagined Little Wayne carrying the weight of being Little Wayne. And in that song, he 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 does confess. He turns that that record into a, an open book moment for himself. To really like kind of cleanse his mind, and I and I and I love Solange for that for creating the opportunity for him because I just don't see anyone else giving him that chance, and I think part of your uh, your EP is really is like allowing yourself to kind of confess in this moment of like a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear and a lot of like worry. Yeah, yeah. The other part of it too is that this time is kind of reminded me of or it's kind of made clear to me who I can be open about those emotions with um I think I don't know maybe it's like a Gemini thing but I definitely have like very disparate friend groups and I know there's the one friend group in particular that I love them so much but they have been spending all of quarantine trying to like do all their home projects and stuff And that's cool. And I hear them out on that part. But then there's like other sectors of friends or other people where we can all talk about how we only have bandwidth for so much. We've only a bandwidth for so much because like the world has been like really fucking heavy. And I think being able to have that space has been really valuable also. And so that's part of also what that song represents. It's just like allowing the space to talk about why we are fucking mad. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Aw, thanks, guys. Um, I think, yeah, with Bukarati, for those who haven't heard it, um, it just came out a couple weeks ago. And um, I was using creative license with Jaws Rules because Carrie Foe is from Little Rock, Little Rock Arkansas. And so I was like, okay, she's got the feature on here. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Trying to hold it in. Broken the zip again. Broken the zip again. Broken the zip again. You struck an original trauma. Part of me wears an invisible armor. Part of me knows I have all that I need. Part of me hurts when the others succeed. I saw what's not, but forgot what it said. Feeding me animals, fuss with their hair. Smart in the belly, but dumb in the head. This song is really great because it kind of speaks to. 
I mean, shit, it's a fucking nervous breakdown is what it comes down to. You don't really know what the source of that nervous breakdown was or why um, Open Mike Eagle and Carrie Foe's lives are literally sort of like coming apart. Um, but regardless, I think what both of these artists managed to do is kind of like talk about it in a way that feels not appropriate for my age group or mature or whatever, but like it feels very pointed. It doesn't feel like it's directed toward like 20 year old me. It's definitely directed toward like 30 year old me in this particular existence. And that I really appreciate. Um, so that was that song for me. And then with, uh, Devin the Dude and Acoustic Levitation. I mean, again, that really speaks to like just me trying to meditate, like literally, but then also like literally reading about uh, Vietnamese Buddhist monks and trying to like get in touch with that aspect of like my cultural heritage and stuff. So that's what that symbolizes for me. It, it doesn't really get deeper than that. But that's what that part's about. It's just about learning to kind of just take these moments for myself because then otherwise what happens is that the anger sort of spirals like out of control. And that's where you kind of get to moments where even like the OG Bobby Johnson's and the murder of my minds, by the end of that, you're like sitting there and you're thinking, well, what the hell happened? Because that's what happens when you're not like fully present with yourself. And so like, for me, that song is symbolic of like the, the precautions that I've had to take in order to sort of keep to remain like level-headed. So that's that. Um, and then with, <laughs> I know the All of a Sudden by Lil Baby and Moneybag Yo seems <laughs> random. <laughs> it was, I, I did not see that because I didn't look at your list when I was playing it. I just tried not to look and just open it up, press play and just see okay. what happens. And I had to go back and make sure that it wasn't over like a song short. Like, is this title on the algorithm or is this like you put it that's a weird ass algorithm that's a crazy <laughs> algorithm like it's just so yeah i, I want to hear i want to hear about this money bag money bag i'm in the booth with a money bag you go to bridge where the money at give me a load i ain't coming back i make them shoot where your stomach at we gonna pull up where your mama at running through holes like a running back we can fuck but you can't call the number back if you knew better baby you do better. all of a sudden is all about like what it's about like opportunity that's that's come up it's about like oh like Oh, bet. Like, this is what's happening. Let me not settle. Let, let me realize that I'm on the glow up or whatever. Um, this is me at the most ideal, I guess. Like, I mean, part of me wanted to just put WAP on here, but let, let me be honest. Like, that's, not, <laughs> that's not quite it. I think uh, it's been tough. I think 2020 has been tough because there's been a lot of like change and transition. And I've like, I've lost a lot of income. Like uh, WABE decided not to run bottom of the map anymore. And that was like a really tough, tough transition to deal with. Um, but it's like, I also had to be open to the fact that like, if I'm not doing this one thing, another opportunity might come. And so I feel like at my best, I'm trying to remind myself of that fact that if one door closes, another door is like bound to open. Um, but for me also, the thing about my EP is that I literally thought of it as like a loop. Um, as in like, if it was to go in a continuous loop, these are like the ebbs and flows that I go through all the time because all of a sudden the mood that comes with that is fleeting, just like with everything else. But like for me, like 2020 has been like this very cyclical, range of emotions where like I could be a here, 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 but like it's all within that spectrum. So that was Sean King to go fuck himself. I love it because the title is very aggressive, but the playlist itself is beautiful. Like that's the only thing Aww. I kept thinking about from like the DJ screw to like, it just, the dev and the dude, I was like, man, this is really like, it's, it's relaxing and it's insightful and it gives you space to just like have your thoughts while still having like a pretty dope background but it's still Aww. about sean king going to fuck himself like it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty good <laughs> i was very i i enjoyed it a great deal oh thanks i agree it, it was uh it was a ride a it ride. was a ride it was a ride I mean, the thing I bet 
was thinking about from DJ Screw onward was that like the thing about DJ Screw is like the chopped and screwed is literally messing with your sense of time or Mm. it's kind of like literally about slowing the pace down and it's like you have to that's like the crazy thing about his music is that you almost have to get your bearings around that and sort of like learn to like kind of go with the flow um and I think and I think that very much informed how the rest of it played out it also made me realize I haven't spent nearly as much time as I should with open mic eagle so I'm going to change oh, that. Oh, I could send you recommendations. That is yeah, very yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, t- I had a similar takeaway. I was like, yo, is this on an album? Like, yeah. where, where did this song come from? Right. His next album is called Anime, Trauma, and Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited. Crazy. I am sold. I am sold. Sign me up. So... My my EP is called Rome is Burning. And now what the uh, hell does that mean, yo? Come on. August 20th, I wrote in my phone, the shards oh. of Rome rest beneath my feet. And I don't know where that came from. That was just a thought. I felt like I was uh, living in a time where an empire was falling. And I think when people think about empires falling... You don't necessarily realize that the that there is going to be residue from the fall. You know, you have to step around the the glass that is broken when the kingdom falls. That's something that I didn't, you know, understand until this year. Is that when something falls, of course you got to rebuild, but you have to kind of deal with the collapse. Mm. And I kind of feel like this year has been a lot of dealing with the collapse of a nation dealing with the collapse of normality, dealing with the collapse of all of the things that we we know, we hope we know, and we hope for better. Like at this point, it feels like things aren't getting better. Uh, so I started with my, my EP with uh, Deontay Hitchcock, Attitude. And the song came to mind because a big part of it is, is fear. Like, don't be scared. You know, like nudie comes on the record like, you can't be scared to commit a crime. You can't be scared to get a gun. You can't be scared, my nigga. Like the way he sounds like the devil. Don't fuck with pill, I would like a salon. Good people die when we stay out of time. It what you living for really work down when that Mac on your head. Gotta make up your mind. Live like an optimist, die in your prime. They gon' hate, I can't relate. I ain't got time to be worried about beef for nobody, my nigga. We got more stay. The fuck is you saying, bro? Like, what? what I'm trying to say is I can't really deal with all of these worldly issues because on top of all of that, the facts still remain. My big got an attitude. Sag it up, it's your gratitude. Got it drinking my cup and it big going up, it's your chin. It's not a great. It's almost calming how, like, you can just tell. You put that man in a burning building, and he's not going to sweat. And that's kind of how I feel. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, he's going to walk out of there. Yes. So I wanted to start my project with, uh, like, a fight scene. Like, you open Mm. with a fight. Because I kind of feel like low-key protest are nothing but non-violent fights. You're literally showing up to make your case and you're prepared to sacrifice your body, your mind, your soul. Everything's at risk when you show up to, to fight for your rights. Even if you don't throw a punch and you don't hit nobody, like it is a fight to march. And I was like, we're we going to start with the fight. Um, the next song is Kenny Mason, Angelic Hoodrat. And uh, that's the title track of Kenny Mason's debut album. Kenny's also from Atlanta. Deontay's from Atlanta. Young Nudie's from Atlanta. It's all Atlanta so far. And uh, I talked to Kenny about the time he got shot. Like maybe two or three weeks ago. And I hope one day I get a chance to interview him and that can be on the record. I, I just called him to check on him. We were talking. He explained to me how he got shot. And in this record, he talks about getting shot. And he told me, like, it played out exactly like that. Like, I'm telling my boys, do not wake up my mother. He is bleeding in the house. And he tells his boys, don't wake her up. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel. I feel like everyone's bleeding, but you don't want them to tell your mom. Uh-huh. Like, don't tell anybody that you are bleeding out. 
And that song is like, it's kind of almost like a, 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 a whispering scream. Like it feels dark, it feels daunting, it feels heavy, but he is so young. And even the concept of being an angelic hood rat, I kind of feel like that's how American views black people. Like you can be an angel, but you're still a hood rat. No matter what, if you black, you are a hood rat to somebody. In someone's perspective, doesn't matter what you do. LeBron's a hood rat to somebody, you know? Kobe Bryant was a hood rat to somebody. No matter what you are able to do, this country is going to view you to like two different viewpoints. But I just feel like as a as a young man, he really captures that. He to me is is Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City, in Atlanta. That's how I view Kenny Mason, and that's what I really wanted to do after the fight. Is like you gotta gotta go, you gotta go home and sort of kind of deal with yourself that you're bleeding, but you don't want your mom to know. So that that that's how I felt. Uh, the next record was Meditate, Earth Gang, JID. It's kind of funny you mentioned meditation earlier, Christina, because I've been meditating like every day. It's part of my day now. And like I woke up this morning and I decided to meditate and I felt so still. Today was a, a day of stillness, a day of almost like absolute peace in, in self. And that was kind of like the thing is you're looking for peace in self. No matter like what's going on outside, you have to get that peace. And hearing this this song of these these three black men talk about trying to find peace in America, just trying to find peace. And this year you start to really ask yourself, like, where does peace come from? And you got to kind of make it for self, you know, like no matter how this country views you, no matter what's going on outside, like Rome is burning. But like you don't have to be on fire. Rome is burning. You're not burning. Damn. Nigga got a lot of gifts, but package door was always open. Jailhouse don't never close, and my worldview was always shut. Trap spot was always bunk, and neighborhood was always crunk. See, I was outside risking snake eyes with my life chances. Shakes high on the outlet with the moonwalk. Michael Jackson dances, so shuck and job, nigga. Bust a nine, shoot behind the line, my only advances. USA eat me like a cancer. UK eat me like a cancer. Getting money and they tag the crib ass King James with the fucking answer. Still a nigga out in Calabasas. Still a nigga when I greet the masses. So, unfortunately, even though you can find inner peace, like that's why I have Nexus Cell Therapy by Goody Mob, because you can't get away from it. You can't. Like, because you got to open your eyes after the meditation. You cannot ignore it. It is hot. It's hot everywhere. It's hot in the car. It's hot at your friend's house. It's hot at the party. It's hot. You can't get away from it. And that song to me represents like this, this itch that's like, that's going to scratch you, you know, Mm -hmm. like you really like that beat is so daunting. (sighs) Like these men are so honest about like realistically viewing the world outside of themselves. And that's the thing I feel like meditate and cell therapy really go together because one's inner and then one's outer. Mm. And then my, my, my final record was uh, Kanye West to the Wire. I to piggyback up what John said. Yeah, Kanye was born in Atlanta, like so. In my mind, Kanye's a Grady baby, and <laughs> being being an actual Grady baby, being someone that was born in Grady, I kind of just feel like that's kind of like uh, I really feel Atlanta, like I do. Like this place to me means a whole lot because I believe it really shows you every kind of black person, every kind of black person you can see in Atlanta. And Kanye is, for better or worse, still one of us. And I think Through the Wire represents how it kind of feels to exist in 2020. Is like we're all rapping through the wire. Like no matter what's going on in your day, in your life, there is a wire that is binding you. And you're having to project through that. Like you feel like your mouth is wired shut. And like oh, I love shit. the way Kanye raps on this song because he's rapping as if he's fine. Like the confidence, the charisma, everything about this verse is as if he's fine. If he didn't tell you the accident happened, you would not know it from the way he projects these thoughts. You know what I'm saying? When the doctor told me I had a, um, I was gonna have to have a plate in my chin, 
I said, dog, don't you realize I never make it on a plane now? It's bad enough I got all this jewelry on. She can't be serious, man. I started to really realize that I wanted to close out with something soulful, but I wanted it to feel like we're still hurting. We're still in pain, but we're able to project through that pain and be our best selves. And that is Rum is Burning. Fuck. Mm. That's crazy, yo. I like it. Um, I, I appreciated like it. this. I appreciated this a lot. I think up until Through the Wire, there even through songs like meditate there's like this nervous energy that sort of percolates throughout and i thought that was really interesting kind of to hear in like a playlist context because it's not like a full-on like rage fest or anything but there's it's like you feel unsettled so even with like in the context of like meditation there's like Mm -hmm. there's still so much like percolating and like waiting to get out and even through the wire kind of symbolizes that too because Kanye could have just laid his ass down mm-hmm. in fact maybe mm-hmm. he was lying down when he <laughs> did through the wire yeah. but there was some force that compelled him to be like you know what no I'm gonna get this out I'm gonna pitch up this Shaka Khan sample even though she mm-hmm. doesn't like how it turned out and I'm gonna <laughs> say what I have to say yes I love it yeah I mean that's what that's how I felt like that's how I've been feeling all year realizing that you have to get it out. Like whatever you're working on, whatever you're doing, like in this time, like at the end of the day, you got to get it out. You have to, because you don't know how much time you have. You just don't. Amen to that. You feel me? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, to, to that point and to Christina's earlier point, like, the fact that Chadwick Boseman died as as we're recording this, he died last night. And was it two nights? No, ago? Two, two nights ago. ago. Two nights ago. Two nights ago. Yeah. It's been a long as, ass as two nights. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very very long two nights. But for him to pass away so young and to have known for so long that he was probably going to die. I mean, you have colon cancer, and they tell you that it's stage four. You don't. Most people don't get four years to live with colon cancer. So the fact that he died so young, but he pushed himself to do the most legendary, iconic things in that four years is just, I mean, if that's not a testament to to living your life, mm-hmm. I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it shocked me. It shocked me when I found that out. I didn't, I didn't think he could die. That was yeah. something I didn't even fathom. Like 2018, February 2018, when Black Panther dropped, he became bigger than a man. He became an icon. He became He's a, a symbol. symbol. Yes, he became a symbol. And you think symbols are eternal, and they are. What he did on this earth is forever. Yep. But you believed he was going to be here to see what being a symbol is like. Yeah. You know? I thought we would see an old version of Chadwick Boseman doing Wakanda Forever at some award show as a 70, 80-year-old man. Nice and gray. You know? I I couldn't believe he's not going to be gray. Like, we can't even make it to 50. It's such a real perspective that that I've been really, like, dwelling on. It's like, you know... That's why I believe so many people feel old when they're young is because you don't see people make it to 50. Like if you don't see people make it to 50, 30 feels like you're 60. Yeah. You know, like 30 feels old, 40 feels old because you don't imagine that 50 or 60 or 70 are options. So you just look at what you have ahead of you. And before you know it, you, you have more years behind you than ahead of you. That's the perspective. You know, and you know, that's 
that's just kind of like the hardest part about this year and so much of the death this year it's like man covid took out the elderly yeah like it did us it did this uh fast the sweet and took out grandmothers grandfathers old aunties old uncles mothers fathers so one you're not even worried about one you you want to get old but then this, here comes a virus that tells you that old people can just be taken away. And then Chad's would get taken away. It's, called, it's, it's cancer. So, again, it's, it really hits you differently this year when you start to look at life. Because we've seen so much loss. Kobe died. You know? And then just think about, like, man, we didn't lost rappers. We didn't lost entertainers. We didn't lost musicians. We didn't lost regular people. No one has been spared. Yeah, it really haven't. And it, it's kind of like, I don't know where it's going to end. I mean, we have a whole nother. It's not even September 1st yet. So we have an entire four months of 2020 left. And I have no idea what's going to happen on any level, on any front. I just wake up in the morning and hope for the best, but expect all levels of fuckery. Yeah, me too. At this point, it's like you really got to be present. You got to be absolutely present because there is uh, no predicting what's about to happen next. It's a scary place to be in, but it's where we are. And all we can do, like I said, like do that thing you want to do. Like, we're yeah. all stuck in this wire, so you might as well sing your song. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Shit. Mm. Mm. Well, you this have is been the best listening. podcast anybody has recorded all year long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go on record and say that. There are no podcasts that have been recorded this year that are better than this one right here. Well, and Joe, I just, just want to say thanks for kind of allowing um, the space for us to talk about some of the more uh, uncomfortable emotions that we're feeling now, because I think it would have been a lot easier to just pretend shit wasn't happening outside or to go on a nostalgia trip or, or do whatever. But um, I think this exercise was illuminating on a lot of different levels. And I, I think it means a lot to be able to do this with, you know, not just like podcasters in crime, but like with like actual friends. I do appreciate that. A lot and i appreciate having the space to just be able to talk this shit out yeah no for sure man like i i like i said looking at that list it was kind of like i mean i guess there's a lot of people that feel like this about a lot of various topics that are going on and things that are going on in america right where it's like you you want to be able to live life and do it in a way that you know you can mentally survive but there's also so much shit going on that it's hard to you can't really enjoy things as you would normally enjoy them because there's a million other things on your mind or on your heart or whatever the case is. And nothing, nothing about, you know, like you said, a nostalgia trip or any of those things felt important or worthy of words for 45 minutes. It was kind of just like, you know, I'd rather us be able to just talk to one another and use, like I said, use these records to speak and to, you know, kind of be a conduit for whatever emotions that we have going on right now. And I think, it, I, I hope that it's been good for everybody. It sounds like it's been good for you. How about you, Yosef? Cleansing, man. Very mm. cleansing. Mm-hmm. You, especially this week. This has been a week. Man, this has been a week. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy, has this you been know. a week. So coming off this week, I believe we probably all needed to just like let a load off of what's kind of been like heavy on our hearts and heavy on our minds, you know. And that's why I really appreciated, you know, what Ja did with his EP is that you can you feel like you get into his head a bit. And that was such a an opening and inspiring thing to do is like to get into our heads and really express this. And, and one thing that I love about this podcast, we'll be able to look back on this and say, you know, we documented how we felt inside and out. Yeah. How about you know? that? Yeah. Very, very rarely do you get a chance to really hit that 
when the world's burning. (laughs) 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 Right. It's very, it's very hard to do. So, you know, I I, I appreciate the the way you created an outlet for this. And I don't know what made you think of this. It's a very unique idea. I have no idea either, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I I was, I I probably shouldn't have been doing it, but like I literally texted that while I was driving. Like I was pulling up to a red light and I was like, I looked at the thing and I was like, I don't know what we're gonna talk about. I'm looking at the list and I was just like, eh, I don't know. And it just, it wasn't even anything that I thought about. I just started talking. And when I started talking, the words, you know, came out and that was just it. So I, from that standpoint, I just look at it like, this is what we were ordained to do right now in this, yes. in this moment. Yes, and it's always leaning into those moments when it's just it just comes out of you. I think the best ideas are the ones that we can't even explain. They just arrive. Mm. You know. Mm, 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 so I know I know you got to run, Ja, but I just want to tell you guys that I appreciate you both, uh, and I'm glad we have this as an outlet for us. Yeah, no, for sure. I I definitely appreciate the two of you, and um, let's do another podcast like next week or something. Yeah. Hey, how about uh, that? That would be cool. I'll put it that, on my calendar. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark it, mark it down. Maybe someone can send us a Google invite. Christina, I think you're. I think you'd be pretty okay at that. That would be cool. Well, you've been listening to the Something to Say podcast, produced and the SWAT still by Michael Saba. Um, I will say that we'll have playlist links to each of our respective EPs in the description. So definitely check that out. And if you were interested in supporting this podcast um, as it continues to percolate, head over to patreon.com slash something to say.